The Alpha Sessions with Emma Joyce. I'm here with Charlotte Kay. Hello. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming across. Across ten minutes. By ten away. minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so you um, did a session with us a couple of years ago. Yes. And you've kind of come full circle and come back, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and you've got a brand new tune out, mm-hmm. um, which is called Predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that about? So it's about many things, good and bad. <laughs> um, it could be if you want to perceive it as something that is a bad thing it's like oh it's so predictable you're going to buy me flowers after an argument oh how predictable is that or it's a good thing oh you buy me flowers it's so nice how predictable but i love that and you kind of want that predictability but sometimes you don't and that's what it's about (laughs) is it based on personal experiences it is (laughs) (laughs) um but do you know what it's nice because I wrote this song around, a couple, I would say, a year ago now, a couple yeah, of years ago. A couple of years ago. And um, I actually really, really like it because it's nice to like kind of look back on what the song was about and how far you've come from that song and how you view it in a different way. So it was a really bad song about a bad situation and I kind of, kind of made it a bit dramatic compared to what it was really about. Um, but looking back at it now, it's like it's quite comical but quite touching in a way to see how far it's, it's come along takes me to um the sound because if we compare the session um this session to the session that you did a couple of years ago the sound has like totally totally changed mm. um and it's interesting that you mentioned drama because the sound that's portrayed and produced with the track is like very dramatic very like bondesque what a better word <laughs> um like was that intentional Definitely, definitely. I mean, I've always liked the kind of musical theatre side to songs. I love that drama and everything about it. And I wanted to take that and that live essence into a pop track, um, which is why it's a pop track, but it's also an alternative pop track. Yeah. But was was the change in sound intentional in a sense of did you intentionally go out to make this I mean yeah. for me personally I wouldn't even know it was the same person yeah like, that's how different it is <laughs> I changed producers and everything because I wasn't happy with my sound um, I was happy with it but I wasn't happy with how it made me look okay. and my representation I guess in a way okay. and it, I feel like it didn't represent me how I was and I went out my way to change my sound and to be happy with it myself so um you mentioned off air, which we're now going to talk about on air, you've got some more songs coming out um, in the next year or so. Like, is that very much along similar sound or have, have we left yeah. the old sound very much behind? Or? Definitely left the old sound behind. Okay. Maybe right for other artists with that kind of sound, yeah. but not for me. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, I've got four, I've got an EP to release soon. So I've got four different singles um, and they're all kind of set to be released next year. Nice. Um, and what was it like in terms of, the dramatic sound. What was it that made you want to go down that route specifically? I had a lot of other artists and I kind of broadened my horizons and I never used to listen to music at all. Really? I used to only listen to music on the radio. Like I'm really old school. <laughs> I didn't have Apple Music or Spotify, although I released on those tracks. So. <laughs> other streaming platforms are available. Yeah. <laughs> um and I kind of broadened my horizons and listened to a lot of Neo, listened to a lot of new kind of sounds that were out. I actually listened to a lot of Adele and Actually, now that you mention it, you can tell the kind of the big. Yeah. I guess maybe the Bondesque thing. That's where it's coming. Yeah, from. and I, I thought, do you know what? I like that sound, and I want to make something not similar, but I want to take influences from that sound yeah. and be happy with what, how it sounds in the end. So, yeah. if we um, logged onto your streaming platform, whatever that might be, <laughs> and um, 
uh, sort out your current playlist, what kind of artist would we find on there? It would be Neo, Emily Sande, Sia, um, so like big, big artists yeah. in terms of artists with big voices is what I mean. I like her as well. I think yeah. she's great. Um, yeah. It's kind of broad, like it's, it's really varied. Um, but yeah, it's Matt Mason as well. He's great. Yeah, that's cool, actually. Um, now, I like to, before a, cli- a, a client, that was weird, an <laughs> artist comes in and has a session. Um, I always like to kind of do a bit, a bit of digging around online. And what I noticed with your social media is it always says, my music tells you more about me than I ever will. Um, which I thought was really, really interesting because um, does that mean that you use music as your emotional outlet as such? Definitely. Like I find, I think a lot of creative people find it hard to express themselves yeah. outside of music. Um, and I just feel like when I write my music, I get everything off my chest. Uh, it's my way of expressing myself um, and my way of understanding certain situations. And I don't really know what I'm going to write about until I sit down at that piano. And then after I write it, I'm like that's how I felt, really? <laughs> I kind of imagine it to be, and this is totally wrong, and as someone who's not a musician at all, it's almost maybe like an illusion, but I imagine it to be that if you ever want to have maybe a personal conversation with someone or an awkward conversation with someone, you almost like shy away and go straight into a song instead. Is it like that? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my head, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but kind of, yeah, I guess. You, you could put, yeah, you could put it that way. So um, in terms of, you writing music and where the inspiration comes from and stuff is it based on your personal experiences yeah. or is it like more down the kind of storytelling route so it's based on my all my personal I would say my music is my journal okay so everything I write about is about my day-to-day uh, situations activities um and it, it always varies but I feel like those situations are so relatable yeah that I almost want to push them out even more yeah. so my audience can relate to those situations as well. Do you ever get worried that like other people hearing them will know, particularly if they're in your life, will know that it's maybe about them or it's to do with them or yeah. it might be a bit personal? I I used to get really, really nervous about it. Yeah. But they always come to my gigs and they see me perform and every time I say a title of my new song, they yeah. like they just burst out laughing because they know exactly <laughs> what it's about. But I think it's, it's comical in a way and I feel like I'm a bit of an open book so I don't really don't really care as much <laughs> it's, yeah. it's all it's all out in front of you so <laughs> I try to break through to the other side of you do this anymore gotta find what I'm looking for it's not fair that I'm the only one who cares but I need to get up and move cause I'm getting bored of you so why I'll be here it's cause you're predictable in the words that you say you're predictable in the actions that you take, but you're still mine in a predictable way. I 
Alpha Sessions with Emma Joyce. In terms of like the writing process, um, how does it work? Do you sit down in one go and like write loads of songs or is it kind of as and when it comes to you? Um, it's as and when it comes to me. I mean, I always try and, and write something. It comes from improvisation um, and then it just kind of spills out. Um, I used to write a lot more like at least once a day a song. Wow, but now, awesome. yeah, but now I guess... Um, I'm doing a lot of gigs, I was recording, so you're not writing as much when you're recording and you're focusing on those songs. But yeah, I'm writing again. Um, but yeah, I always write on the same piano. I can't write anywhere else. Wow, so yeah. you, ha- you have to have conditions, like a yeah. certain environment. <laughs> yeah, I've tried. What comes <laughs> first, the musical or lyrics? Um, it's the piano chords first, yeah. and I play around, and then it's the melody, yeah. and then it's the lyrics. Nice, and then when you go into a studio with that raw, raw track, do you have an idea of what you want it to sound like, or do you kind of play it to the producer and go, like, what are your thoughts? What's the thing? So I've got a new producer. His name is Matteo. He's great. And when I first started working with him, um, I just played him all of my songs. And I said, how do you hear them? And this yeah. is, and I'll tell you how I hear them. Yeah. And then he was showing me all these tracks. And I was like, do you know what? We're on exactly the same page. And I actually wrote and added to the songs that I already had in the studio as well. So you're ne- you never stop writing until you think it's perfect, but it's never really perfect in an ideal world, but yeah. At what point do you like know to stop tinkering? Because I know that if it was me, I'd just keep tinkering, almost to the point that I'm tinkering away the song. Um, I feel like when it comes to the production stage, yeah. um, that I kind of leave it. But I, I co-produce it in a way, I guess, because I can tell him what I want and what yeah, I don't like. But when, it, when, it's in, when it's in that stage, I'm just like... Matteo, you take it because yeah. if, if you don't take it, I'm I'm gonna keep on like. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's quite funny. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I guess from going back to the music stage, um, like obviously music is really important to you. Um, but at what point did you realise that you wanted to give it like a proper go? Um, I've always wanted to be a singer. But I started writing songs later on, okay. um, after I sang. But I wanted to give it a go 
I've always wanted to give it a go, but properly yeah. was yeah. when I started, I feel like my writing became a bit more sophisticated and okay. a bit more grown up. And yeah. I did a degree in music and then I did my master's in songwriting. And then after all of that, I just thought, now is my time yeah. <laughs> to, to do it. Because if I don't do it now, I'm going to regret not doing it when I'm older. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just started recording. I, I stopped working full time, went into the studio nonstop until I was ready with my EP, all my songs. Um, that's when I thought, okay, now it's time to just release it. Yeah, that's so cool. But the amount of confidence that I personally think for an artist to just do that is amazing. You're kind of like letting out your emotions for the world to for the world to hear and see, I guess. Um, yeah. But with music. Yeah. So well done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if we, you are kind of doing quite a lot of gigs as well at the same time. Um, do you have a favourite venue? Um, what that I performed or that I want to perform at? Um, one question at a time that you have performed. <laughs> um, Ronnie Scott's was nice. fantastic. I, yeah. Was that upstairs in a little? Yeah, yeah, that was that Amazing. was great. Um, and I really want to perform at. If I'm being totally ambitious, here, go for right? it. Like <laughs> the world is your oyster. I love the Royal Albert Hall. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's like my ideal. Sweet Anna, who would this be with? So I saw a charity gig that was um, run, who did it? It was Ellie Golding. Yeah, nice. she did this charity gig, and all these artists they just came and sang along on a really like acoustic set, like no money was put into it. All the money went to charity, and I went to go see it there. My friend took me, and I just thought, wow, like that's what I want to do. Like I absolutely loved how they all just kind of came together and just made a concert, like so like not for themselves <laughs> and so that's what I would love to do so if you could collaborate with an artist as part or artists as part of that journey as part of that concert um who would they be with um it would be that's a really good question probably um Emily Sande yeah nice yeah I went to her concert recently was it amazing it was incredible yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always stand up to him when he's mean 
I never thought I was much of a liar But it's time I start to fire Cause I'm so sick of you running on Alpha Sessions with Emma Joyce. Your social medias, we were chatting about this a little bit off air, um, but you've got a ridiculous amount of followers. <laughs> <laughs> like over 12,000 on Instagram. Like, Do you feel like there's quite a lot of pressure? Um, I do. There's pressure, but I feel like when my following started to build up, it was when I was just not caring what I posted online. Yeah. Um, when it was very like, I think the words contrived, and it was very like set in stone what I posted to schedule it, like it just was all the same old sort of stuff. And I just thought, do you know what? I'm just gonna post what I want. I'm gonna sing what I want. Um, and we'll just see what happens. Yeah. And my that's when my following just started to kind of build up a bit more. Um, so now I don't feel as much pressure, <laughs> but I do feel like it's not about the following. It's about who's following you. Yeah. And how do you, how do you, um, like how do you distinguish the two? Cause obviously like you look at the numbers and it looks really good. And um, I guess, you obviously want the fans to be following 100%. Um, mm. Like how, for, I mean, in my head, I'm just like the more the merrier. How do you, how do you differentiate? Um, so I think that it's, it's, so it's who you're following as well. Mm. But also for me, when after I do a gig, that's when I see my numbers rise. And that's when I know, and I look at the people and they were there that night and they're posting about me and videoing me. And that's when I know you kind of put the two and two together and then they kind of follow your journey too. Do you promote your socials at gigs as well? Always. Yeah. <laughs> I like Charlotte K K A Y E. Is there another K without any? Um, as in, who is Charlotte K as an artist? No, don't think, so. think so. But there's it's a common surname without an E as well. Yeah, <laughs> want to make sure that they get it right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, in terms of going back to that whole social thing and more people posting and stuff, um, how do you how do you get your head around the feedback and like I guess both positive and negative must trigger different emotions what with the comments and everything yeah. like that um i i'm if i'm being totally honest sorry, i used to delete all the negative comments okay. when i was younger okay. and when i first started doing live, i thought oh this is awful like i used to do covers of musical theater must be so hard to they'd be like why are you singing this song you're not a pop star you're you should be in the theater and all this stuff and and then i stopped deleting them and i just thought do you know what it just shows how real these people who are following you are and they're not just 
random people commenting like, oh, this is great, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And they're actually like giving you proper feedback. And, and I've kind of replied being like, all right, <laughs> that's fine. I'll take that on board. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it can be quite harsh. I mean, there was this whole thing about um, Jessie from The Little Mix, about her negative comments. thought that, do- have you seen that documentary? No. Amazing documentary about her, yeah. And I thought that was so empowering and it was incredible. And I really took that on board as well. And I just stopped deleting my comments and all yeah. the negative ones. And if people want to see it, people can see it. And they'll just see that how legit my Instagram is. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But it can't help your brain. It can be quite, quite tough. But yeah. you just write a song about it, I guess. <laughs> and do you? Yeah, I do. But I also look at the positive ones as well. Yeah. And I think in comparison, I'm like, that's re- uh, the fact that I have positive comments is, yeah. is really good for me. Um, but also the fact that it reached their page in the first place yeah. and that and they've actually managed to kind of reach that's it. That's such a yeah, way to think it, about it. Yeah, but it's, it's tough. It can be tough. Yeah, it, it does affect you. But yeah, I write a song about it. Um, and then I'll learn better for next time to not post something yeah. like that. Yes, <laughs> Um, so, a bit of a random question. We're going back to your big gig that you're doing at the Royal Albert Hall um, <laughs> with Emily Sanday, obviously. Um, if you could have a dream rider, what would it be and why? Oh, um, kind of like a wish list. I don't know, water. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A bottle of water. Cool. Um, some, some vocal zones, like some wine gums and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty easy. Wow, okay. <laughs> a bottle, cool. Yeah, nice, relaxing place to sit. A chair. Yeah, a chair. Nice cool. practice place. Have my family. <laughs> um, but yeah, what do people usually say? I don't... <laughs> Honestly, we've had anything from a gym to a micro goat to a M&Ms micro-goat. to carrots. Like, anything goes. Uh, but yeah. yeah, water and family. Water, tea, hot, hot drinks. <laughs> Bit <laughs> of snacks on the side. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Why not? Um, so... Going back to socials then, um, if people want to find out more about you, where can they go? What can they do? They can go online and find me at Charlotte K Music. That's K-A-Y-E. <laughs> um, and you can find me on Instagram, Twitter. Um, yeah, Instagram and Twitter. Facebook as well. And my singles on Spotify, Amazon Music. Apple Amazing. Music, and yeah. there's more to come. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. So um, we'll be updated on your new music in the coming year through your yeah. socials. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming in. So nice to be back. Yeah. <laughs> Here is a story about a little girl Couldn't make her mind up So she ended up hurt And this little girl Faced it on her own She had no one to talk to In this world This time I'm done Take it and run You know what you've done So I will start a war
September I was so confused I looked in the mirror and I couldn't move cause I remembered that I had to choose that I was stuck like this for good no that is true cause I'm telling you Surrender or lose So I will start a war I will break you down I will conquer you When things turn around So let me tell you now There is no going back So bring on the fight I'll find my own way Take the bullet from your gun Cause this time I've won I will start a war I'll break you down I'll conquer you When things turn around